Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Mike Hodgson earlier today, CEO at Sarabi Gold, also joined by Clive Line, CFO. We talk about the development work that they're doing to play catch up on 2020, where COVID affected their ability to do so. We look at some of the exploration results we're starting to see from the drill bit, some quite exciting high grade numbers coming out of that too. And plus, there's a potential for a sort of halo of lower grade bulk mining opportunity too. We also look at the timing around occurring it when it starts contributing towards the bottom line. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversations, topics discussed, the company, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. We've got training courses on there. Plus, we do summaries of all the interviews to save you some time because we know you're busy people. And if you want to, you can come and join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from all that judgment, trolling and abuse you see elsewhere. And if that sounds nice, join them, cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. There's a bit of a waiting list at the moment, but well worth the wait uh, when you get there. So hopefully see you soon. Gentlemen, how are we? Very good. Very Thank you. Thank, well, thank, you. Yeah, thank you. Very well. Good, 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 good. Are we both in country or anyone in Brazil? No, we're both in uh, we're both in the UK. Um, I'm I'm working hard on trying to get out there. Um, it, it's not easy at the moment, as uh, as as anybody and everybody would know. But uh, working on it. Hopefully, going to get out before the end of Q2. That's uh, that's the plan. Fantastic, fantastic, fantastic. Well, look, um, thanks. We haven't spoken for a while, so I wanted, I wanted to catch up because obviously last year was a was a tough old year for uh, miners in Brazil um, in terms of hitting targets. In terms of being able to get people, well, make, keep people on site, those sorts of things. Um, but you sort of uh, finished the year quite well. I want to see how things are progressing now. So um, I want to get an update from you operationally, Mike. But we've got Clive lying on the line, CFO of Sarabi. You've got you here for a reason because there's a, a little release that you put out with regards to your audit. And I wanted to try and understand it a little bit better because it was kind of... Um, a bit short on detail, and I want to know what's going on. So why the press release? What are you trying to tell us? Um, well, I think a, a little short on detail, Matthew, um, really because we have, you know, there, there will be always certainly be a legal process ongoing. And uh, as a result of that, I think we just need to be uh, uh, conscious of what we say. And um, you know, clearly we don't want to make any sort of accusations or otherwise that uh, we can't support so there's there's ongoing inquiries at the moment um but uh you know there was a there was at the end of 2000 or during the course of the audit work that uh, our auditors bdo would undertaking for the 2020 financial statements right towards the end of that uh, that work that they were doing it was identified some uh, uh, some unauthorized cash withdrawals, investigations were made into those. There weren't adequate explanations or supporting documentation that could be presented for those. There were obvious concerns as to what that what those funds had been used for, and that uh, led to an issue that was being announced at the end of April, or sorry, the beginning of April, um, that we weren't going to be in a position to uh, release the uh, financial statements on the schedule that we'd originally expected um and then over the last we as that then went into we suspended 
two members of staff and um, just to comply with sort of Brazilian employment law, I suppose there was a priority in here to to get in and understand really what was going on and uh, come to a conclusion fairly quickly as to what we were going to do with those because employment law in Brazil is slightly more protective towards the employee than it may otherwise be in other jurisdictions. Um, so we had a 30-day period in which to either terminate or, uh, or, or have to reinstate the individuals, essentially. Um, so the, that was where the priority was. We identified that there had been further um, unauthorised cash withdrawals made from the, from the company. Um, and uh, that was the purpose of the release that, the, uh, that we made um, a few days ago. And uh, consequence of that is the, that a couple of our senior members of staff have uh, have now left the company, and we're in the process of going through and completing that uh, those pro that legal process. Okay, so I appreciate you're taking this really seriously because most companies wouldn't even talk about this. Okay, so like, thanks for that, but I just need to press you a little bit more. So the the numbers we're talking about here that I saw in the release, we're talking about eighty thousand from last year and going back. Um, to 2015, as I think as much as uh, $200,000. Now, as a percentage of your annual spend, I, I get that it's an insignificant amount. What is it? 0.001%. But, but on, a, on, a, on, an average, on, on an annualized basis, but it's what it signifies. So do you feel that you have rooted out and got rid of that unauthorized expenditure or can we expect to see more okay i think um the what we're into now is sort of having identified some further um uh, unauthorized expenses we've gone through we've wanted to check exactly where that uh, expenditure has appeared in our accounts in each of those years that it's been incurred we're satisfied that that has all gone through our profit or loss um, so and we're satisfied as well that um, you know there isn't a, a sort of missing funds in terms of uh, black holes in the accounting or the bank accounts or reconcile etc so you know we're, we're not looking at one of these situations of uh, sudden uh, significant restatements or otherwise of past years we uh, we think we've got to the bottom of that side of things but we now, you know, the auditors will want, as a result of um, having uncovered something, to go through and re revisit each of those years, just to make sure that there isn't anything else that it, that was untoward or, or unauthorized or you know, needs okay. to be looked at. So, um, BDO, are they new? Are they a new auditor? Uh, BDO and uh, has been our auditor now for many a number of years, over ten years. Okay, but they this is the first time they brought it to your attention. Is that because it's some kind of they consider it a rounding error, or why why now? <laughs> um, no, look, I think uh, there's always um, there's always uh, what's the right phrase that I want to use? You know, there's there's always anxiety or, or special interest, I suppose, when cash payments have been identified. Uh, in this particular instance, they, they, were, they did get picked up in their routine audit process, uh, and that's, that's picked it up. It may, you know, when we're looking at these, and as you said, they, the cash sums have been 
fairly small and may simply, um, I don't want to prejudge anything, but uh, would simply say you know, they, they probably haven't even got onto the materiality stakes or just didn't get into the sample testing that was being looked at in that particular, in, in previous years. And uh, it may just have been a, a complete random event that it was picked up at this particular moment in time. Okay. Okay. Like I say, so it's um, super small amount. I appreciate you dealing with it in public uh, and not, um, you know, obfuscating it in any way. Um, we'll hear more. So, what's the timing on getting the audits signed off then? Well, we're still we're still hopeful, as we said um, in our release um, this week, that um, we'll get. We're, we're still targeting for the thirtieth of June, um, which is the date that uh, AIM requires accounts to be. Um, submitted. Um, so uh, no, that's that's still what we're working on. We, you know, BDO are working alongside a forensic team in Brazil as well to um, to bring things to a conclusion and complete the work programs. Is, is the uh, audit going to cost you more than the amount of money that's missing? Let's <laughs> um, not let's uh, not look too deeply <laughs> in that. I think the issue here is to make sure that, as you've said. That we've rooted out the um, what's going on. You know, clearly we're taking a um, a complete review of all our internal control systems. We're looking at uh, you know potentially outsourcing some of the transactional processing to create better controls that we can put into place and uh, avoid a, a similar situation uh, occurring. Um, and although it's you know it's relatively small amounts, I think we have to send a. Uh, a message through that you know this isn't going to be tolerated and that we uh, will will take strong action against it good man thank you for talking about it uh sounds like you're really on top of it mike uh so have you any thoughts on that because i want to talk about aspiration well, I, well I, I just yeah i just want to add that you know this is all being done in a in a very tough time we've got covid and travel restrictions and i don't think there's any coincidence that you know uh the, the bulk of this occurred in 2020 when, you know, the, you know, there were, it was difficult to, you know, supervise perhaps as much as we want to have done. Uh, and the thing it has, the good thing about this is the, if there is a good thing about it is we've, we, 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 we brought in efforts last year to improve our corporate governance in Brazil. That's paid dividends, obviously, because very quickly we've, uh, we've rooted out uh, a, a problem uh, and, and two individuals, one individual in particular, uh, and dealt dealt with them. And it offers now, um, uh, well, you know, we've everything's now out in the open, and we're um, we can really change things uh, for the better in terms of our corporate governance and reporting structures um, going forward. But as I say, it's not been easy doing this, not being able to get down there and having to do this all through our legal counsel in Brazil and 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 uh, Brazilian teams, and not being able to, you know, there's no substitute for being there yourself getting stuck in so um my sympathy goes to clive um trying to do all this with the auditors from from london okay enough said enough said um let's let's talk about some of these press releases that you've been putting out um i was particularly interested in what's going on at sao domingos because we talked about that previously and i think the importance in terms of your growth story of expiration so um, you're obviously pleased with what you're seeing there. Do you want to tell us a bit, little, or remind us a little bit about what you're trying to achieve? Yeah, we we we've we've done two releases there. The first release was essentially the the first holes, the discovery holes, which we did at the end of January. I think we did another release, probably about um, 
just over a month ago, six weeks ago, where we've we've sort of we're training it. We're really trying to understand, you know, what 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 we've actually got there in terms of its scale and sort of extent. Just to recall, we've got about a 600 meter at the moment, a, a trend that's about 600 meters long. It's serious. It's got obviously it's got a series of high grade vein structures which are being intermittently mined along that strike length by uh, the Garimperos, the artisanal miners at various points on various structures. So we're just trying to piece together what the heck this thing is. And uh, what we've actually done is focus in a central area, which we call the Tucano, where the, that was the name of the Garimpo open pit that was there. And we knew from surface, this was like a 20 meter wide structure grading at about 12 grams if you bolt it all together, which is really exciting. We drilled a hole at depth and that came back with similar numbers. I think at sort of 100 meters depth, it was still sort of um, six meters wide at 20 grams per tonne. Um, we then stepped out and found even more sections, uh, more so structures. So we've actually now got almost a, a control section in the center. And we've <clears throat> the exciting thing is we've, 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 we've identified about four high-grade structures inside like a 40-meter-wide, lower-grade mineralized halo. So we're now kind of targeting that envelope that contains all these high-grade structures. Uh, and uh, so we've actually got some superb intersections. Um, and we, we've sort of said this, we, within that 50-meter halo, we've got, seven, we've got three seven-meter zones, seven-meter zones, which are much wider zones than we're mining at Polito or Sao Chico which are grading sort of, you know, um, um, 10 grams or more. And in one of those intersections, we obviously had visible gold, which I've never seen ever before at Sarabi, uh, Polito, Sao Chico, Sao Domingos. Amazing to see it. Um, well, actually, I didn't see it. I saw a photograph of it, but, you know, it's, uh, my geologist saw it. Um, so um, that's great. So now we're just repeating that sort of big sort of section up to the, to the north and the south. And the whole thing, the whole idea is, is this sort of 50 meter wide zone which we're targeting in that top 100 meters, has it got legs over the whole 600 meters? And if we do, and it is bulk mineable, or it's a resource that could be considered to be bulk mineable, or it's more of the same as what we do, we've got to mine them as individual high-grade structures. That's what we're trying to work out. But it's uh, it's looking great. And we've got, uh, we should have another four holes uh, released, uh, re releasable data in um, in around two weeks' time. So that will be the next, the third press release on Sao Domingo. So um, it's, it, that's going really well. Um, and then we've, uh, so that continues. And uh, as I say, we'll be at Sao Domingo drilling for, with one rig now for the, for the foreseeable future. Um, so looking good, looking very good. That, that's really, really interesting. In fact, I, I was just certainly aware that I should probably ask you about, you know, the, the team on the ground and the camp and, you know, is, is it operating at 100%? Uh, of planned efficiency yet, or uh, before we move on to what could be quite interesting, because open pit will be uh, a slight change for you. So, so first of all, let's come back to the camp. Is everyone there? Have you got the full team, full um, contingency there? Yeah, it's you know we're getting all this terrible news. What's going on in Brazil and, and India now? Um, and we've <laughs> I've been always thinking, well, I can't get out there. Desperately want to try to get out there. And, uh, and and some key um, expats can't get out there, but we've got uh, we've got 99% of the team are there, uh, and and business is absolutely normal. I mean, we you get the impression that you know war is raging and COVID is raging in Brazil. Um, there's been no interruption to our business whatsoever. Absolutely none. Since when? We're, since when? All all since October last year, September last year. You know, this this second wave in Brazil hasn't impacted Sarabi at all. 
um, you know, we've, we've, as I said to you before, we've, we've got good, we've, we've kind of got the formula now for making sure we keep them. Um, I mean, look, we have the advantage. We're a camp. I've explained before to you that we don't have people coming and going every night. So they're not bringing it in and out. You know, they, they come just ready to come back to work. They get tested. If they're negative in, they come. If they're positive, they go back home. Um, so we keep the camp safe and secure like that. And it's allowed us to go back to normal. So uh, it's full steam ahead on the operation, exploration, absolutely everything. But tell me what normal looks like. You were averaging 10,000 ounces a quarter previously, you know, before yep. COVID came along and for a little bit during COVID. But where are you today? We finished Q1 with a little over 8,000 ounces, which is actually above the budget because we, we I mean, we have to take into account the last year we only did 32,000 ounces and we did a lot less development than we were planning on doing. We were trying to set up in 2020 2020 to be for 2021 to be a 45,000 ounce year in 2020 we actually had to hunker down and go onto a skeleton workforce that meant a lot of the development wasn't done in the mine which meant we could never actually have the 2021 that we actually originally planned it means in 2021 we're now doing the work that we should have been done in 2020 which means 22 2022 is going to be what 2021 should have been does that make sense it does. it's um so uh, so that so really this year we are uh, we're ramping up, but we're having to do an awful lot of development, uh, which you don't see in those production stats. But the mines don't mines don't build themselves. You know, you've actually got to do the development, the hard yards, uh, to reap the rewards down the track. So this year we're doing a lot of development. We're over developing. We're doing what we call catch up COVID development uh, in 2021 to give us a, a, a 40,000 ounce plus 43, 44, I think we're gunning for next year. That will be the intention. Uh, but we're putting the, we're sowing the seeds of that now with all this extra development. From a production perspective, we're, going, we're aiming for, a th well, we're, we're, our, our guidance is 33 to 35,000 ounces. You know, um, we're, we're ahead of that at the moment, which is nice. Uh, the first four months, we're ni nicely uh, just ahead of that. Uh, so, um, and the development rates are going really well too. So um, we will each quarter get a little bit better in the budget. Q1 was always going to be our lowest quarter, obviously. Q2 is a little bit better. Q3 and Q4 are, uh, are the best too. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't, uh, I can't ask for more from the guys. They're doing, they're doing a great job on the operation. They are, really are. Okay, and having sorted out your balance sheet last year um, and the, the, the various, uh, well, how are things with how are things with uh, Greenstone? Let me ask that. The Greenstone, are good, excellent. Yes, they're very they're, they're obviously pleased with the, the way the operation is going. Uh, particularly pleased with the way where I know you haven't you asked me a question. I mean, Coringa, I think, is the thing that they're most um, uh, in, interested about. You know, we obviously got the financing away, which is great. We brought in some new names, which are uh, as uh, new with great support and some good names in there. Uh, and uh, we are busying away on um, advancing Karinga. We're getting the teams in place. Uh, we're going to have about 40 or 50 guys there, or people uh, originally, uh, mostly mine development guys, uh, people, and um, support staff. Because the, the first part we're doing at Karinga is really, it's, it's going to be a, two, a sort of two main activities. We're going to start the underground development, get into the ore body, uh, and, and see what the old body looks like. Because there's no development at Karinga. It's a greenfield site. We're going to turn those a resource with drill holes into a mine. That's the point. And the mine development is, is the key long lead item we've got to crack on with. Uh, and then in parallel, we're building, we're, we're obviously working on the final stages of the permitting 
to actually assemble the process plant, which is at Coringa already. We haven't got a buy process plant. It's there. So we are working. We've got the team together, which are, A, they're doing all the final. We're doing geotechnical investigation work for the authorities on uh, where the plant buildings are going to be in the structures. Uh, so that's going on. We hope to be submitting our um, application for the installation license for the process plant in August, September, with a view to getting that permit in uh, before the year end, and that, which means we can start pouring concrete and the foundations for the process plant Q1 2022. That's the plan. By which time the mine development will be well away. We're building a stockpile. We'll be understanding the ore body better. We'll be answering a lot of the questions and we'll be moving Karinga forward and de-risking it uh, a lot because we will probably plug the, fun the funding hole that we've got for, for putting Karinga into production with debt. And that's what we need to do. So, and what's the, what's the timing for when Karinga actually starts contributing towards the bottom line? Um, it's going to be Q2. It's going to take, it's going to, we're not really going to be pouring gold down until Q, at the very earliest, Q1 2023, Q1, Q2 2023. So it's going to take about nine to 12 months to build the plant uh, and then switch it on. Yes. Right. And then that doubles your production. That's the hope. That's what we've talked about in the past. Won't quite double the production out the gate, but it'll, it'll yeah. start contributing. Ramp yeah, yeah. Okay. So it yeah. ramps up to that. So let's talk about the development elsewhere, okay? Because that's that's really really important. Because I I want to get a sense of the the scale of the opportunity here um, going going forward. Because you know you've got you've sorted out your the, the the cash position. You're generating cash too, and I, I get there's a kind of ramp up, obviously at Palito uh, from COVID, and the t you've given us the timeline on Karinga, but. The development. Where are the development sites that you're mostly focused on going forward? You know, when can we expect to see them making some sort of contribution? Well, uh, I think I think as we've discussed, the, the main push on the exploration is not is really it's it's a we want to grow resources and realise the potential of Polita, but it's it's driven very much by us wanting to expand our gold ounces production coming out of the Polito complex. Um, we unlike we have we have two sides to our story here. We have Coringa, which is a resource of half a million ounces with a plant that can actually handle a much bigger resource and a much bigger output than what the mine plan currently is. So Coringa is absolutely ripe for a big exploration campaign to generate a much bigger resource to actually have a much bigger production rate. We'll come on to that and we'll do that because I think the potential to turn Coringa from a half a million ounce story to a one million ounce story which means converting it from a 40,000 ounce a year mine to a 70,000 ounce a year mine, that option is very much on the table, right? That's that area. But we can build the mine as it is today to start with. That's, that's, the, that's the plan. At Polito, we've got a plant. It's a plant-constrained operation. The plant is at Polito, and the tons through that plant, the mills are the constraint. Uh, we've tweaked that by the ore sorting, which is helping, but it'll still not turn it into a, it was just, it's just a tweak. Um, <clears throat> what we need to do is to find out where our next Polito is. Is, is, our ne is our big production expansion going to be expanding South Chico? Is it going to be the South Chico, South Domingos combination? Is it going to be Calico, which is that very interesting exploration target that we have uh, to the south of Polito, which is on the edge of that big geophysical anomaly, which I like a lot because I think it it's got a fantastic geochemical and geophysical anomaly itself. And I think it could bring the possibility of um, open pit scale ounces 
which would be a bit of a game changer for us. Uh, and that's very near Polito. So what we're doing, it's almost like we're exploring in the east part of our tenement, which kind of adds credence to expanding the Polito plant. And we're expanding in the west. We're exploring in the western half of our tenement of Polito, which is the Sao Chico, Sao Domingo story and includes Cinderella and all those other things. If that, if we get some uh, big resource growth there, exploration success resource growth that justifies some kind of plant down there, that's where the plant expansion would come. We, this exploration effort, as we keep talking about, we're drilling these 40,000 meters at Palito alone this year, 30,000 meters, sorry, and the same next year, to actually define enough resource to decide where we're going to expand our plant. And that will take Palito or the Palito complex story from the current 40,000 ounces, we think perhaps, you know, 60, 70,000 ounces there. So blue sky, you know, I look at this and I think, well, you know, Karinga can be doubled from the 40 we're doing today and Polita can probably double from the 40 it's doing today. So absolute blue sky, maybe we can be doing 150 between those two sites with exploration success and the accompanying resource growth. Real, okay, real, real game changer. Because I remember from conversations we've had in the past, you, you've always known what you wanted to do, but you've been cash constrained. You done a lot of the heavy lifting. Clive's done a lot of the heavy lifting last year with regards to sourcing out the finances, getting getting some money in, um, completing deals, and you know continuing with the support of, of, of Greenstone, which is fantastic. But I guess the market's now looking to you guys. I mean, we're, we're saying it's business as usual now. The co you're coping with COVID as it stands. So. Are you going to be able to um, do this catch up quicker than, you know, I know I get the targets for 2022. I, I get it. 2022 is going to be what 2021 should have been. But can you have got the cash to, have you got the ability to, you know, push even harder, play catch up? I, I, I don't think we can go any faster. I mean, Karinga, Karinga growth is somewhat out of our hands. It, it's kind of license related. So we, we can, you know, we can push as hard as we can to get that done. Uh, and then basically when we do get that LI in our hands, you can only pour concrete at a certain rate, if you know what I mean. So at the end of the day, that's actually quite fixed. I mean, I'd be, I'd be delighted if we can get that by January, start the plant in January and take nine, 12 months to build the plant. That would be a great result, you know. Uh, and remember, that plant's going to be big and hungry. So um, it, it's we we are setting ourselves up to actually have Karinga being a bigger operation than actually the, the current mine plan is because the plant is double the size than the actual current mine plan needs. So we'll be we'll be well placed for then doing development, sorry, exploration at Karinga um, afterwards, and and you know filling that plant with more ounces. So that's all that's all that's you know the the, the development plan for Karinga is can't really be accelerated in terms of the plant. In terms of the mine itself and getting to 40,000 ounces, we took a decision in when we did the PEA, which is the, the study that's on the back of the Anfield BFS, um, we took the decision to actually go for a low initial capex option because we thought that was going to be the most palatable option for shareholders uh, and, and grow the grow the mine um, you know, out of out of cash flow, you know, initial capex, then grow it out of cash flow. There's another way of skinning the cap. You know, if the money was available, we could accelerate the development of Karinga faster, so it could actually be ramped up quicker. Um, it would be more expensive initially, uh, and that's something which can be looked at. We have got that flexibility. That's what I'm saying. 
So, uh, so on. But but the the key at Coringa is the mind development. That's the thing that's going to take time. When we opened Polito, it took two, it took basically you know eighteen months to get it up to um, uh, um, you know full production. So Coringa will be no different. Um, but if you spend more money, throw more money at it, and open up two or three ramps at the same time, maybe you can go faster. But that that costs money. Um, but but the option is there. In terms of um, time scale timelines at Polito. Etc. Well, we literally probably, I don't think we could drill more than 30,000 meters a year anyway. So, you know, how fast that story evolves is going to be success driven. Drilling in the right place, and, you know, I'm sure we're going to find two or three more Politos. Um, I don't know the order in which we're going to find them. I've really got a lot of hope on Sao Domingos being a, a, a real success for us and us having a starting a mine there. and Again, that would be a great sort of that would join into the South Chico story, which again we've then got to think about: Are we going to put a process plant down there, or are we going to expand Polito and continue to truck, you know, Rom to Polito? Um, these are all the questions which I think I've said to you before will only be answered by the drill bit. Yeah, um, for, for, for sure. But, um, but the, the other bit in there, I was, I was just thinking while you were talking, was um, uh, the timing of it all. I, if saying that, okay, the the, the mine. Is 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 the um, at Karinga is is what you've got to try and focus on and get that right. But the build of the plant in terms of timing, where you've got a lot of water down there, a lot of rain down there at certain times of the year. I mean, does that restrict your ability to when you can start, or is it affect that your decision making? Um, no, not not really. I don't think so. You might get the odd days, but no. Generally, we can we, we can go right the way through. We've, Yes, I think we can generally. Um, the, the the rain actually affects the starting up of the mines more because you've got to clear a big sort of, you've got to clear um, uh, the soil uh, and then get into the hard rock. And we found, I remember when we started Sao Chico a few years ago, um, it was it was terrible trying to clear all that sort of laterite um, twenty odd material, twenty odd meters deep material to create like a what's called in mining a box cut or a cave to then start your portal. That was pretty tough going, but um, I think that's the only thing. But we, we've we've kind of half done that already. So building the plant, no, I don't think the rains will be a, a an impediment. Okay. Um, so just generally, message on exploration is aiming for thirty thousand meters this year. Are you going to do it? Um, I think we're going to get pretty close because we're going to bring a fourth rig in, as I say, uh, to boost the sort of bit of a shortfall we've had in the first quarter. Uh, but I think with the rainy season now behind us. Uh, yeah, we'll be drilling like uh, like crazy uh, from from June onwards, and uh, yeah, I think we will be uh, we'll be three and a half thousand meters a month. So we'll, we might we should just about get there, maybe high high twenties, but not far off. Brilliant. Okay. Well, Mike, um, thanks for the update. I do appreciate it, and thanks, Clive, for coming on. Uh, I know you're busy. Um, stay in touch. Let's know how you get on with all of these things. Probably. Thanks, appreciate Matt. it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.